0: Hear ye hear ye word nerds, be forewarned that this podcast contains saucy language of the modern and early modern varieties, so plan your listening accordingly. Or don't. That's a choice that you can make, but don't say we didn't warn you.
1: Oh, Go over there. shit! Oh, day after Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah. Also, I got up at six o'clock this morning to write, because I love myself. You're a crazy person. <laughs> I mean, I mostly just like that's when I woke up because I fell asleep last night watching White Christmas. Aww. Um, I know. I know. It was really cute. Uh, <laughs> but so I fell asleep early. So I woke up early. I didn't plan to get up at six and write, yeah. but that's when I was awake. So I was like, well, I'm yeah. going to do it. And then I fucking hit my word count, bitches. What is up? Damn. And it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm a little keyed
0: up. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs>
1: the hurly burly shakespeare show we
0: are your hosts jess hamlet and aubrey whitlock and together we are hamlet and this week we well we called an audible we were gonna do midsummer 301 but we saw the pbs thing great performances and now it's gonna be a much ado 301 because we can't not talk about it so it's much ado 301 this week
1: yep sorry if you were expecting midsummer too bad it's coming that'll be in the spring yeah we're gonna do it in april (laughs) um so anyway thanks for listening going to be great uh-huh good okay so
0: 301 episodes are uh, a lawless no man's land literally because <laughs> there are no men uh and it's a place with no rules we do what we want bitches each yeah. each 301 episode is going to be different
1: but in general we assume that you have uh, a basic familiarity with the play but if you don't know what much ado is like why are you here is it your first day we have 101 and 201 episodes go listen to those in our back catalog yep
0: yeah, in general, we want to use 301-level episodes to explore a single aspect of the play under discussion. So this week we're talking about the this summer's production of Much Ado at the Public Theater in New York. Um, there are massive spoilers ahead, so prepare your body and your mind. Spoilers? Some for spoilers. For
1: a 400-year-old play? Yeah. How is that possible? Indeed law. Well, children, listen up. Because your cool Aunt Jess is here to tell you some shit. Oh, I love cool uh, Aunt there... Jess.
0: We talk about <laughs> oh boys God. and stuff like that I can't talk about with
1: anyone else. So it, it's weird to think about uh, a 400-year-old play, especially Much Ado, having spoilers. But this production does some really interesting and new shit that I had never seen before. Um, and in particular, the thing they do at the end... We're going to spoil it for you. So if you haven't seen it, it is now streaming for free on PBS. Yep. Um, you can, if you have the PBS app on any of your devices or Roku's or things, you Mm -hmm. can watch it there. Mm -hmm. If you have the internet, you can go to pbs.org and find it. Um, I don't know how long it will be up, but it just, they put it up on the 22nd and today is the 29th. So it's been a week. So I'm sure it will be up for probably another three weeks at the minimum yeah um but run don't walk to pbs yeah and watch this shit Lee, right and if you so don't good. yeah and
0: if you don't want the spoilers like hit pause on this podcast right now go watch it yeah. and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode that's all i'm saying yes
1: yes uh also i mean like you you can listen to this episode without yes. having seen the production yes. or intending to see the like, yeah. like we're gonna tell you all about it so yeah. if you if you want to experience it fresh um don't listen to this. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Much Ado, About Nothing, uh, at the Public Theater in New York, which is in Central Park. It's a really cool space. Um, it was up this summer for a period of time starring Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black. Yes. Uh, she played Beatrice. It is an all-black production, which yep. is fantastic. And let's just begin maybe by talking about sort of the framework, conceit, setting situation and i had
0: questions about it so i want to hear you explain it and then i i want to get your reading on it because i was a little confused
1: okay so it's set in athens georgia in 2020 yeah and hanging over the set is a sign that says stacy abrams 2020 right like praise and it's you know it's a modern production ofs uh and it begins by having you know having the the men return from war as all productions of much ado do uh, much ado do i'm uh, <laughs> not okay <laughs> i had nothing to do with it this
0: time nothing to do with it oh this is God, all you me.
1: Much a doo doo, ah, but... get out. <laughs> right, okay. Uh-huh. I cannot, and I shan't. Um, okay, so the the men watch in, and the the uniforms that they are wearing are a weird mix. Not a weird mix. No weird mix of modern and sort of timeless. Right. Like they were wearing like skinny jeans, but also they had like frock coats. Yeah. Like those coats
0: almost looked like uh, like uh, 18th century regimentals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But they were like a nice deep burgundy, which as far as I know is no military color of any country. Um, And so they come marching in from war and there's like the guy being like, lift left left right left you know yeah. and there's like a yeah. whistle and they're like and they're carrying signs um and i don't remember what all of them said but one was like restore democracy now and it's like our lives matter not all lives matter but our like mine yeah yours and mine our lives matter yeah but theirs because it's an all-black production right right i'm not trying to make an all lives matter moment here watch right. me talk very quickly so it's it was it felt to me like a very timely, important, political statement about the value of black bodies in our American society, which I yeah loved. Yeah. Loved. Because I've never... I mean, the specter of war, right, is hanging over much ado. It's hanging over a lot of Shakespeare's plays. Um, you know, it starts, I learned in this letter that whoever's right. coming back, right? The war has... It's We're over. It's done. Yay. Hurrah. Um, but I had never seen that kind of militaristic entrance of the men where they're they're coming back and it's not quite a celebration yet like they are it's sort of a, a break like they they have a slight yeah. respite they're still coming in with their agenda in their super regimented way and they're not breaking ranks and they have their things to say and they know what their mission is and it's not over but they're taking a break
0: sure okay so here's where the disconnect was for me right um okay. when when you watch this on the great perform uh, great performances streaming wherever you watch it, it there's like mm-hmm. a little subtitle right at the beginning. Um, that says you know this is set in Georgia in spring 2020, so the not yep. very distant future, right? Yep. Um, so okay, and the Stacey Abrams 2020, I totally got that. Mm-hmm. I is the is the war or the battle they're coming from? Is mm-hmm. that like what is that? Is this is this production trying to say that they were out there like literally at war, like second civil war, fighting for? like a civil rights thing like fighting for black lives or or was this like a, a metaphorical are they a protest are they like a team of protesters like the signs i think threw me off sure along with the it's... sort of regimentals i was confused by that
1: right i read it as both okay. i think it's it's a very pointed comment on um sort of the the second civil rights movement that sure. is sort of ongoing in this country sure okay um, I get yeah, that. It so just I, that was one yeah. of the things that like got
0: kept me thinking after I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was like what was that? What were they what exactly were they sure. trying to say? Like what am I missing something? Like no, no. um was there something yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't read it as these are men in the United States Army or anything. I read right. it as you know a, a little more grassroots right. but still like this is a troop uh, of a black very, men
0: because it's an all black yeah. production. This is a troop of black men getting out there fighting black lives matter style like okay yes
1: yeah fighting perhaps metaphorically perhaps also physically in whatever yeah Yeah. um i so and i also probably should say that i have read zero materials from or about this production see i also wished i had a program in my hand yeah yeah (laughs) Like i haven't seen a program i didn't even read any reviews yeah all of this is just coming from i saw the production right and here's my take on it um, well, and often so that's possible. the best way,
0: I think, like because things yeah. read right. We all read what yeah. we read on stage. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop yeah. the flow.
1: No, I think it's possible that um, the the production materials addressed some of that, and yeah. you know, had we if we had a program. Maybe we would know. Great performance. I'm going to Google and see <laughs> yeah. if there's anything on the website.
0: I, I also loved, I mean, even before that, there was the the framing device of um, the non-soldiers, right? The the people of Messina in the play or, you know, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, starting with Daniel Brooks singing a cappella, which was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Talk about singing, that. That's so
1: fucking important.
0: Singing Marvin Gaye's protest song, What's Going On. Um uh-huh.
1: And then they mashed it up.
0: Yeah, and they mashed it up. America the Beautiful. Yeah, with America the Beautiful, and that, yeah, that was um,
1: jarring at first.
0: Yeah, I mean, God, and Danielle Brooks, good lord, her voice, and all those women, uh, because it starts out it was it's just the women at the top of the show Uh uh, in a four part harmony, uh, eventually, and they mash it up with America the Beautiful, and it's gorgeous, and her voice is so powerful, and then they that's how it ends too they wrap it up there's a final moment where it's it, Danielle Brooks again she's singing solo but like and then everybody joins in everybody who's left behind joins back into that and it's and her voice she's so like uh, she's just- so fucking good i love her um but like her voice almost breaks like she's so it's so filled with emotion by that time and she and it's it's just marvin Gaye's what's going on at that point they don't bring back america the beautiful in the end um it's just the the lyrics to what's going on
1: sorry i checked out because i was um looking to see if there's anything on the website about did you just talk about the ending
0: Barely. Only only the okay. button of the music. I did not talk about okay. the Love's okay. Labor's-esque type of ending that they all give right, well, to let's, the production. Let's
1: get there. Let's get there, okay, let's okay, get there okay. in due time. <laughs> I'm just teasing um, it. It's fine. No, no, you're fine. I'm you're teasing fine. teasing it out. Uh, so there, there is there is nothing on the Great Performances website that resembles any kind of dramaturg's note or director's note or program sure. materials at all. Um, it's just the recording and then like three or four clips. Yeah. Can I just gush a little bit about the performances, some of the individual performances?
0: Um, I, you know, I talked to maybe one person who had actually gone, like gotten seats at the public, got to see it in New York this past summer. Um, And they weren't a big fan. Uh, They didn't like it so much. They thought it was kind of shouty. And, and that uh, they thought that, some of the cast, Daniel Brooks included, did not have a handle on the text. And I disagree. I disagree so, so hard. What? Um, yeah. And I was like, I, I, I mean, it's prose, first of all. It is mostly prose. So bite me? <laughs> um, like she, you know, I, I think. She was so good. I, yeah, I think she brought the the kind of sort of joy to Beatrice but also her pain
1: um mm-hmm. and she's one of the best Beatrices I've ever seen
0: she's a great Beatrice she was great she was wonderful mm-hmm. and her Benedict my god first of all oh, he
1: was so great and so hot he
0: was so <gasps> cute and Lord what a snack oh my goodness um but he was so <laughs> cute he was so cute like mm-hmm. during the the gulling scene like they um, this production overall was infused with a lot of music, a lot of contemporary music. Um, yeah. And where I think they replaced sometimes, not always, not like 100%, but mostly they replaced the songs that Shakespeare had put in, uh, like yeah. the Balthazar song in Act 2 or, you know, the gulling scene of Benedict. Um, they replaced it with contemporary music. And so, like, Benedict is hiding, but he gets caught up in the music and you can catch him, like, dancing. It's so adorable. It's so it's, cute. He was adorable. I and really, really enjoyed him. Yes.
1: Yeah. I thought... The only actor I didn't like was the Dogberry. Um, uh, yeah. Which, like, it, female Dogberry, sign me up here for it. But she was so fast that I, I missed all of the jokes. Yeah. All of them.
0: Yeah. She wasn't particularly yeah. funny to me. Yeah. Um, she Virgis just, was so so fast. Her Virgis and her con, her Virgis little dudes were, uh, you know, caricatures. But she was mm-hmm. not a caricature. Um, and you're right. Yeah, she she talked really fast. Like you could understand her, but she talked really fast, and she kind of like glossed over um, the the malaprops that make Dogberry yeah. so funny. You know, and and I yeah, get, and you have to let those breathe a little right. Bit. And I get the because I get the impulse for that. Like you know the more seriously you play a clown, like the funnier it is most of the time for people watching, right? Like if that clown takes themselves seriously, then it's hilarious. Um, But yeah, even, even the, the write me down an ass stuff, which I usually find totally hilarious. um, It seemed to land with the audience. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I don't know. I had, um, I had, uh, mm, I didn't hate her. I didn't hate her, but like, I didn't think she was the weak link. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think she was all that funny, which kind of made me sad. Because I love Dogberry. <laughs> I love Dogberry yeah. so much.
1: Did you find what you needed to find? No, there's okay. nothing on the Publix website. There's like okay. a little blurb, but nothing. That's it. Um, yeah. D- Tony Award winner Kenny Leon directs a bold new take on Shakespeare's cherished comedy of romantic retribution and miscommunication. Mm-hmm. In this modern production, we find the community of Messina celebrating a break from ongoing war, but not as all peaceful amid the revelry as old rivals engage in a battle of wits. Unexpected foes plot revenge and young lovers are caught in a tumultuous courtship until love proves the ultimate trickster and undoes them all. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that's every production of Much <laughs> <It's laughs> of There's yeah, nothing specific yeah. to that. yeah. Um. Also, so I, I loved Hero. She, oh my God! She oh was. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> she
0: was so strong. She was not the like wilting, little wallflower mm-hmm. that so many productions mm-hmm. make her out to be. Like she for sure had her own point of view, had a backbone. Um. Can... And she, and then the second wedding, can't,
1: yes. She slaps we, we gotta, the shit we, out of him. Yes.
0: She slaps the shit out of Claudio, which is what everyone has longed to do for so yes. long. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. She slaps yes. the shit out of him, but then she still like is okay. I forgive yeah, she takes you. Him. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? Oh man, because that was the, great. You know, they
1: they do the. <laughs> You know, and when I lived, I was your other hero, yeah. whatever, take back the veil. Yeah. Ha, ha, and he's like, oh, hero. Yeah. And she's like, bitch.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She hits him. Yeah. It's, it's oh kind of great. God. Even before I... that, though, like he takes her Lost hands. Right. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm yours if you like of me. And and she pulls her hands away. She's not quite uh-huh. ready to do it. And that's when she delivers the. And when I lived, I was your other wife. And when you loved, you were my yeah. other husband. Lift the veil. Smack him in the face. Um yep kind of great a really great reveal and Claudio finally gets what he deserves
1: (laughs) I mean I don't know that he gets what he deserves but it's a start uh yeah slap upside the head is yeah it sets the the tone for like like thinking beyond the play right thinking into the imagined future for these characters like yeah hero is not gonna take it yeah is what she's not gonna do and this is gonna be a marriage of equals um Yeah, equals oh who hopefully
0: don't god. hit each other anymore. But he really right? deserved to be slapped in that moment because right? he did some yeah. dumb shit. Because yeah. Claudio's a dick.
1: Oh my god, he's a giant fucking Ugh. bag of dicks. Um, should we talk about the ending? Yes. Yes. Since we're, we should. I mean, we're like pretty much there with <laughs> the marriages. Yes. Again.
0: Did you did you also want to talk about the music stuff, or do you want to circle around to that later? I mean.
1: I really enjoyed you, I, the music. Yeah. I, you you said, you know, there's okay. a lot of contemporary, but there's like dance numbers, right? There's yeah. Like, yeah. They brought in like dance, dance
0: numbers and ringers. Yeah. Um, who um, could do some crazy like, cool dance moves.
1: Yeah. It was like, if Much Ado were a musical is what I thought about it. Um, yeah. Because there's so much music and there were so many dance breaks, but it didn't slow the momentum of the show for me. And usually I'm like against that. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't add in stuff, but it all worked tonally. Um, yeah. And just, it was just like, it was a massive party, which is like what that play is, right? Because we're, yeah. we're all here for a party, and then we're going to have a wedding, which is another party, and then we're going to have another wedding, which is another party. So the whole play yeah. is just a party, and it was just, there were a lot of, yeah, it was a it, lot of party. That's pretty much really, all I wanted to say Yeah, no,
0: I, I really just enjoyed the moments of spectacle, and like the celebration leading up to the wedding, and... Um, and how they 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 also not only did they bring in some like really strong dancers who seemed to be there just to dance yep um but they brought in a couple of singers who were there just to sing stuff
1: um, oh my god the the girl in the pink dress who yes. sang at the wedding yes <gasps> um i mean yeah. fuck me up yeah
0: yeah and 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 the the songs that she sang um and she and her counterparts saying, like, they were enhancing the story, I think, or at least supporting the story that they were trying to tell. One, that this is, yes. like, a moment of spectacle in this wedding, and they brought out um, the broom, which is uh, part of, um, yes. like, a lot of black weddings, uh, yes. the jumping the broom thing, and yep. they were, like, ready to do that. Um, and even though they did not end up, you know, because that wedding is never fulfilled, but, you know, they, they right. had it had a lot of those elements um and the song she sang sort of enhanced that. And my God, the costume design for that dress. <gasps>
1: ah! uh, Who gave Heroes the
0: right? I know. Hero's dress was so, so beautiful. Um, just gorgeous. The, yeah. the blue pantsuit
1: that Danny Brooks yeah. wears. Yes. At the end. Yeah. It's good stuff. <gasps> it's really good stuff. I mean, just, I, uh, 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 they all look so good all the time. <laughs> They did. Okay. Um, So let's talk about the end, right? So yes. the end of the play. Yes. Let's have another dance to lighten our hearts and our wives' heels. Oh, which was so cute. We're, I wanted to get so up and do that cute. dance with them. Right? I, so we like have yes. a dance and it's super great. And that's the end of the play. And then this curtain calls, right? Oh, no. Not in this production. So sort of like in the middle of the dance, a siren goes off. Like yeah. a police siren. And the the guy from the beginning who's like marshalling the troops blows his whistle and all of the men immediately like kiss their wives or their girlfriends or their whoever and fall in without missing a beat. And they pick up their signs that have been sitting there for the whole production. Yeah. And they leave the stage marching and going left, 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 right, left. And it's gutting. And then Danny Brooks breaks back into what's going on and i yeah i am still not emotionally recovered from that i have never ever seen a production do that i've never heard of a production doing that and that moment if not for everything else that this production does really well and is really important because of but for this single moment at the end this is the reason that papers will be written about this show that this Production will get taught in classrooms for the next 50 years, if not longer. It's gonna be mentioned in the introduction to the Arden 4, guaranteed. Like that is what I think made this production one of the capital I important productions of mm-hmm. all yeah, time. It it left
0: everything unfulfilled, right? Just like mm-hmm. Love's Labor's Lost does, right? Um, mm-hmm. because because Benedict insists on having a dance before the wedding. The weddings themselves get completely interrupted um, by this return to war. Um, So you're left feeling the way I often feel after Love's loves Labors, which is like, you've got this lead up. It was mushy, gooey, wonderful feelings. And then, oh, shit. (laughs) Right. Um, Off they go. And it's and and yeah, I was left with that that feeling of like some of those guys aren't going to come back. That's what was sort of bone chilling about that. Um, Yeah, is that this is real. And and then, uh, yeah, when when Danielle Brooks starts, she picks that song back up and she's, you know, singing with her entire body, like just, oh, man, it was bone chilling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was very, very moving. (sighs) I loved Um, it so much. (laughs) I loved it so much. Yeah. I thought it was just a stunning choice and again doesn't allow the audience to forget that we are living in a time that for a lot of people is life and death every day and it's 2019 in America the land of the free and the home of the brave Mm -hmm. and how sad is that I'm really glad we got to talk this
0: out because that was Mm -hmm. that was one of the like resonating big questions I have of of like how does this puzzle piece fit in like the Stacey Abrams thing, right? Um, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I mean, they never made mention of that. It was just like putting yeah. that out there that this is a political, this is a time, this is an election year. I mean already that production is a political work. I think that was that was the mm-hmm. other thing for me. I was like, you know, I mean, do what you want to do. Make make the play political, as, yeah. you, as political, I mean, as overtly political, agitprop style as you want. is political. But, but yes, but yeah, yes. Like yeah. the fact that it's an all-black production makes it political. The fact that, you know, Danielle Brooks is a large-bodied person. Uh, Who was five months pregnant. Yeah. Also. Wow, <laughs> was she five months along? Good Lord. Five months pregnant. Um, But and the fact that she is loved openly on stage by Mm -hmm. by just like a, you know, regular, very, very handsome man. Um, Mm -hmm. That's political. That's a political. Mm -hmm. That is a radical thing to put on stage. Uh, So they were already doing totally radical work and like infusing the whole production with really gorgeous elements of black culture Mm -hmm. that I think don't get Mm -hmm. seen often. Right. Which already that is so political. Like there there's already so many radical political elements of this play um and then and yeah and then the the election stuff and the war and the protest signs kind of made it it drove it home even more it was like the icing on top of the (laughs) radical cake (laughs) that was already this play um yeah there's a lot of work going on in inside all of that a lot of politics i loved it it was great
1: yeah i i will be putting much ado on my fall syllabus specifically so that i can teach this production and i teach a literature class not a theater class and i give zero shits i am making my students watch this good
0: i really 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 enjoyed it and yeah Yeah. it's i think i think it's a testament to any good production that leaves you with a lot of questions and like (gasps) leaves you still thinking about it like 24 hours later or longer you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be, my brain's going to be chewing on it for a while. I may even go back and watch it again. Like,
1: Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to watch that shit on repeat, y'all. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, just to get down to, like, text stuff, too. Mm -hmm. um, I found it interesting that though they basically regendered Dogberry, they didn't regender her pronouns. Everybody still called her Sir, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. Um, some of the stuff that often gets cut, like a lot of Beatrice's and Benedict's ramblings um, were not sure. cut in this mm-hmm. um, which I enjoyed because I don't often get to hear that text um and and yeah, I think I think you're right about like the musical transitions and stuff, like they really earned them because the pacing of the whole show was snappy, 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 like it was yeah. going just like, yeah a freight train. It was moving right along. Um, So when there were those long, luxurious pauses for dancing Mm -hmm. and singing and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, they felt earned and they did not at all feel like they held up anything. Right. Um, Which I think that's a tough balance. So kudos to the director for that.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's hard to tell. Right. Because um, we didn't see it live. We weren't there. And the, the camera you know the editing sure, is a thing sure. so it's hard to tell exactly where they put the intermission but it felt like it came really late like it it was after the first wedding Four. yeah yeah
0: yeah it was after hero has to quote-unquote die
1: yeah um that part um, yeah it did it did which come really i also late. think is like a super interesting choice like mm-hmm. and i'm here for it mm-hmm. but also i'm interested in it yeah, yeah. i wish that there were some of the production materials available somewhere. I know <laughs> I might tweet about it and see if I can <laughs> yeah. find any, or like if anybody
0: went world. to see it, <laughs> please talk to us about it. Like
1: mm-hmm. let us know
0: what you thought about it or even, you know, take a few screenshots of the program materials. If you have the program still, and please like send it to us. Cause so that we can read it. Um, yeah. that would be awesome.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. fucking rad. Um, so, but that's—I feel like we're done talking about the production now. Yeah. We any other parting thoughts before we actually gossip? No, and not just be like, oh, no, yeah, we I, need just, to gossip. I just,
0: I okay. just, I hope everybody goes to watch it and yeah. um, and then tell us your thoughts about it because I, yeah. I love the discussion that it's generated between you and me. But like, you and I were mm-hmm. always going to talk about this, whether or not we recorded it <laughs> on podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. please, you know, engage with us on this. I want to know. I just, I want to. I'm curious about what people thought Mm -hmm. about it and how you read it.
1: Yeah, holla at
0: us. Yeah, but also just acknowledging that like um, there were many elements that I recognized, um, but also being a white person, my lived experience is never going to relate to this production the way that a person of colors would, so Please talk to us about that, <laughs> um, yep. and if and especially uh, with this particular production, like if we got something wrong or um, if you want to like add to the conversation with your perspective, please do. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I just I welcome that because I think it's such I think it was a great production. So, yep, yeah.
1: All right, let's gossip a bit. All right, so first we just wanna. Um shout out our colleagues in the uk who are on strike right now for better contracts solidarity we solidarity need... friends i wish there was something i could do to help um you guys are fighting the good fight and we appreciate you and stay warm and take care of yourselves um as much as you can because that is hard work on top of the hard work that you already do on precarious contracts so yeah yeah we're with you we're thinking of you
0: yeah Okay. A little bit of gossip from my life. I recently uh, got to go to NCTE. So for those of you who don't know, that's National Conference for Teachers of English. It was held in Baltimore this year. Uh, The ASC, I went as a representative of uh, the American Shakespeare Center and we were there as exhibitors. So we were peddling our wares, as it were, including our rhetorical flashcards. But while there, (laughs) I had the distinct mm, displeasure... (laughs) of meeting some real life oxfordians uh aka fact deniers um i don't remember their names i just know that they like came to our booth and like because of customer service reasons and also no offense, English teachers, but y'all are vultures and we can't leave our booths un- <laughs> unattended um, because everyone wants free stuff, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. I get it. But like, mm-hmm. couldn't leave the booth unattended to escape these Oxfordians. They were terrible. They were terrible and like smug. And I have I have never had a more frustrating conversation <laughs> or Sweet. tried to have a conversation, like in my life. And I and I took the bait and I shouldn't have. Honestly, shouldn't have taken the bait, but like... I, wow, wow. I mean, did
1: they come over specifically to antagonize you? Or... Yes.
0: Yes, they did. They came over, they were looking at the stuff we were selling, and I, you know, one of the things we sell is um, Dr. Ralph Cohen has written a book, I mean, he wrote it a while ago, but we were selling the second edition of his book called Shakespeare and How to Cure It, right? Uh-huh. And it's his book of, like, little mini lessons on on approaching uh-huh. every play in the canon. And and this Oxfraudian uh, said, well, you know what would really cure it is if you had the right author. And I was like, <laughs>
1: whoa, bitch. I, wow, wow. Um, oh, my God, I would have liked to see that. Oh my God. And I'm mean, sorry it happened to you, but.
0: And like, I just happened hilarious. to be alone at the booth at that time. Like the two other people who were with me were like at the bathroom or getting coffee or whatever. So like I was there by myself. And as I said, I could not leave. And I was like, okay, but why are you so invested in it being him though? Like there are a lot of people put up for this, you know, Shakespeare wasn't Shakespeare mm-hmm. or whatever. Like why him? And she was like, well, he went to Italy. He traveled to Italy. And. So? I know that is exactly what I said. I was like, yes. And. And she was like, well, there's no way someone could have written about blah, blah, blah without going to Italy. And I was like, oh, sure, because books and other people don't exist. I was like what you can't just read travel logs
1: or talk yeah. to travelers or like? Uh, also, the, are we completely overlooking Shakespeare's terrible geography where he right? says that Bohemia has a seacoast? I, like, I know, I <laughs> know.
0: And then, and then she was like, "Well, also, you know, because the first thing I said was okay, because your Ox, your Oxford guy died like a decade before Shakespeare stopped writing. Sure did. To that, she looked me right in the face and gave me this like shit-eating grin. That is what my my mother called a shit-eating grin, which is. Mm-hmm. Just like, Mm -hmm. oh, makes me want to slap the shit out your face, Um, and to which she said, "Well, many of the uh, plays that you people think were published after 1604, (gasps) (laughs) yes, were not." And I was like, "One, prove it." And then, (laughs) and she was like, "Well, also, you know, how do you explain the the lack of, you know, authorial corrections in quartos that stopped, you know, after whatever date?" And I was like, "Okay, but like." Early modern printing practices didn't work like that. You know, like every play doesn't have to be printed in Cordo and and I was kind of yep. stammering cuz I was so thrown aback like by by all of this her attitude and like everything. And she was like cuz and I was stammering a little bit collecting my thoughts and yep. and she was like see you don't have an answer. You don't know. You don't have an answer.
1: I mean, you don't know either, bitch. You weren't there. I know,
0: there. I know. And I'm like, but you're a crazy person and I want you to so badly to go away. And she wouldn't leave. She would not leave until, oh, well, frankly, I offered her up as a sacrifice to some other teacher who happened to stop at our booth. And then she started talking Amazing. to that lady and she left. Um, Amazing. And I was like, I'm not even going to try to save this woman because I've been dealing with this bitch for 20 minutes. Um, it was horrific. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, I also, you know, just shout out to our friends at Chesapeake Shakes and also at the Baltimore Shakespeare Factory, who were very, very kind in showing... My colleagues and myself around your spaces, Um, they took us on. I got a little backstage tour of Chesapeake Shakes, which I'd never been there before. Yeah. And their their um, their black box indoor space is is awesome. It's beautiful, Uh, as is Baltimore Shakespeare Factory. Like I have never seen such a mashup of religious and theatrical sacred space like they are in a made over church. And oh, cool. the the bones and the structure of the church are st- inside are very much preserved, so you can cool. see like the stained glass and all that stuff. They even use the pews and um and uh, I I loved that they have a great space and we got to see Night mm. of the Brooding Pestle there. Um, it was cute. Uh, there were a lot of dildos in it. Sure. <laughs> um, Checks out. Um i mean eye roll Eh, dildos but but it was a cute little play i'd never seen night of the burning pestle before i'd read it a couple of times it's a tough play to stage because there are like five million things happening all at the same time Mm -hmm. um but i think they handled it pretty well um so thanks friends Hope to see you again soon, especially since you're doing All's Well That Ends Well next year. I've definitely clocked that. I'm definitely going to go see that. So, anyway, uh, that was my weekend recently. Oxfraudians. Oh, and the Oxfordians were at the same production of The Night of the brooding Pestle. They were sitting directly across from me, and uh, Pestle keeps the lights on so I could see them the entire time. I was, I was honestly, I was watching the Oxfordians a little too much. Um, And they were scowling a lot. And that made me think, I was like, what? You coming for Beaumont as well? Like, what the fuck is your problem? Why do you spend your whole lives being a hater? Why? 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 Um, Also, the one of the gentlemen who was an Oxfordian with this other lady, I'm pretty sure is that one guy who wrote that thing that we talked about in an earlier gossip section this year. Oh, yeah. I think it was him. But then again, a lot of these older scholars with white hair and glasses look the same to me so yes. maybe it wasn't him yes. so that's some real life I mean, gossip right there i'm just speculating that
1: guy lives in england so oh, okay so probably not him probably not
0: he just looks a lot like the one guy i mean um old white men they yeah no offense guys but you kind of yeah. look all the same anyway so that was my adventure in baltimore um second bit of gossip or third rather uh shout out to jeff kaplan who immediately after our Revengers Tragedy episode aired, got on, on hooked us up in the comments and told me exactly where to find uh, the way to re- to view the Revengers Tragedy. He says it's available on Netflix. So I'm going to add that to my queue. Thanks, man. That was awesome. Way to be on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then last thing, this broke like last night or this morning. Uh-huh. Um, so by the time y'all hear it, like three days ago was when it broke. Um, a scholar Mm. in england uh uh, has identified a new to us a um piece of handwriting that has been identified as queen elizabeth Uh uh-huh um there it's a it's a translation of tacitus who was a roman philosopher question mark sure (laughs) Not entirely sure who Tacitus was. Wasn't no, I think he was um, a historian.
0: He was one of like the Roman Empire's. His, yeah, he was sure. a Roman
1: historian. Oh yeah, that would make sense since this yeah. is the Annals. That anyway, um, so they had this this translation of Tacitus's Tacitus's Annals. And they didn't know who had transcribed it. And now they have figured out that it was Queen Elizabeth who did it herself as like an exercise uh, late in her life. So um, that's cool. There's uh, it's you know, it's kind of all over the place. Um, There's a garden article about it. And I think it was in The New Yorker. And um, we'll throw up a link on the website. Yeah. Also, if you like just Google Queen Elizabeth and hit the news results it'll pop
0: up yeah i am just i'm reading through it i'm browsing through it right now and it's it says um quote her late handwriting is usefully messy there really is Mm -hmm. nothing like it and the idiosyncratic flourishes serve as diagnostic tools which Mm -hmm. is so like that's how they were able to find it um which tracks i mean i've heard Mm -hmm. that um messy signatures are actually easier to forge than really really neat ones Mm -hmm. so that kind of makes sense like your idiosyncrasies in handwriting like the weirder they are the easier they are to identify so, that yeah, that's rad. Way to go, Queen Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: I mean, she's uh, got to do something with her time, I guess. Uh, yeah, why not translate
1: the, Tacitus? Hmm. The, yeah, the, so the person who found it is John Mark Philo, or maybe Philo, uh-huh. um, who's a fellow in English Studies at the University of East Anglia. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: That's out there in Norwich, is- I think.
1: Yeah, that's where my best friend Britta Lundin studied abroad oh. while she was in uh, college at Reed. That's more right information on. than anyone has ever needed. But I have sent many a letter to UEA and Norwich. The end. Um, okay, so to take us out, you have some things to say.
0: I do. I do. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you leave this podcast more informed than when you started
1: this is it for the year we are on holiday break officially after this moment um but we are back in january with a really great spring lineup of shakespeare and also not shakespeare and our patent and blend of feelings and sass so like and we'll guests see you in 22 20, 2020, not 22 we'll see you twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah we'll yep. also have some guests um have a great december yep have a happy holidays guys whamlet out if you enjoyed our podcast, please tell your friends, rate us, leave us a review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: For show notes and other fun stuff, visit our website at www.hurleyburleyshakespeareshow.com.
1: Get in touch with us. Tell us what you're working on and thinking about. You can email us at holla at hurleyburleyshakespearshow.com. You can
0: also find us at Hurley Burley Shakes on Instagram or Hurley Burly Shake on Twitter. Hurley Burley Shakespeare Show is produced and edited by Aubrey Whitlock and Jess Hamlet.
1: All opinions you heard are strictly our own and not affiliated with the institutions we represent.
0: Oh, sorry. I stole your line again, didn't I? This is what Hi. happens when I don't read ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's fine. Oh. Okay, Just read ahead further. <laughs> okay, so yes, that you I don't will steal my next lines. Okay, okay, okay.